Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm glad you guys have joined me at my little corner of the internet today. I am thrilled to have my brother-in-law, Ryan Choate, back on the program with me. Yesterday, we took some time talking about his experience going to West Point and becoming a major in the Army and what has happened to our military uh, on the uh, with the advent of wokeness, which is infecting not only our schools and our universities and our major corporations and our medical community, but also the military. Today, we're going to pick that discussion up and talk about what it looks like to be drafting women into the military. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thank you guys for joining. I want to say hello to those of you who are joining me on YouTube and Rumble. This is kind of a new thing we're doing, and we're watching those numbers growing. So if you guys are interested in catching this on video, you can certainly do that. I will link back to it in the show notes today. Uh, yesterday, we had a pretty intense conversation about what's happening in our military. And uh, you guys have heard me talk about this for a long time. It's one of the reasons I decided to run for Congress, because the federal government is responsible to secure our southern borders, to make sure that the military is funded. And we don't understand the proper jurisdiction of the federal government anymore. It's one of the reasons why we are in so much trouble. And so I asked my brother-in-law if he would come on the show and just talk about sort of the state of our military, where we came from and where we're going. And uh, he's agreed to come back today. We're tiptoeing, Ryan around some of these uh, conversations that are, they're hard to have because the culture is on its head right now, right? The the world seems to have shifted on its axis. But the reality is uh, basic truth, you know, male and female, biology matters, all these things matter. And we got to start uh, telling the truth. Yesterday, I read to you a little bit from an article uh, that I found in the National Review, which I thought was excellent, basically talking about the problems with the woke military. This is a great place uh, for us to start this conversation again about women in the military, because he went on to say, believing that the army should be and has been the best example of meritocracy in the history of the world has become a forbidden position. The only acceptable position is now full acceptance of all elements of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Examples abound. From the more benign recent recruiting messages depicting cartoon stories, one of an activist soldier, all the way to creating a new DEI infrastructure to push policies in line with critical race theory. I am no longer allowed to openly hold the position that war fighting and combat readiness should be the Army's top priority, while being force-fed a radical DEI agenda demonstrates the open erosion of the mission-first principles of the military. This is a real and serious change, and politician veterans such as Senator Tom Cotton and Representative Dan Crenshaw are right to be worried about it. You're worried about it, aren't you? I am. I remember uh, that article we talked about yesterday. Uh, you said something that's actually a motto for 164 or 464 armor out of uh, uh, the 3rd Infantry Division. Mission first, people always. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, the world could do uh, a lot better if we had those kind of uh, attitude about how we just approach each day. Mission first, people always. I think what we've, we've switched the roles there. And we've we've kind of unpacked that to uh, not mission first. It's now individuals first. Let's solve everyone's problem. Right, right, so, right, 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 right. Where we we've lost the idea of the whole. Instead of we're doing accountability at the part level, instead of accountability at the whole level. Whole being our country, whole being our our economy, whole being 
our warfighting set, right? Instead of we're trying to pick apart what is necessarily the the our country as a whole, we should be all focused on that. Our government, our military, everyone is in you know worried about that one thing. Yeah, right. right. It's not how we want to focus things. But when it comes to women in the military, which is where I think we started this conversation, is that we have a predetermined bias in our heads, um, male and female. And um, I understand that we want to break down some of those barriers. Just like I mentioned in our conversation yesterday, that I am, I think it's awesome that there's females that are passing ranger school, that are, are doing the war fighting jobs. I think it's the right to perform those duties. Mm -hmm. Where I worry about is when we focus our training and our equipment to accommodate everyone on the battlefield. And I think that's where we kind of lose focus on expectations and how much we have to change our doctrine in order to incorporate them and how fast can we keep up with the times in order to keep our effectiveness on the battlefield at the same time. Yeah, and and we're denying that biology is an actual thing. Right. So, I mean, you were just saying uh, yesterday that, you know, you guys are in these close quarters. You're, you know, you were a tank commander and you're in there with how many guys? There's four people inside the tank. Yes. So not a lot of room to move around. Right. And you're in intense situations. And just like in any intense situation, whether it's on the battlefield or uh, it's, you know, women who are working together in hospital units. You know, I used to work at the uh, at a hospital in Portland those relationships are, uh, they're crucial to the readiness and the success of a team. And for us to deny that there are differences between men and women, there are biological differences, but there's also emotional, there are emotional uh, uh, dynamics that happen between men and women. And to deny those is foolish. Uh, And that's exactly what we're doing. And we're doing it, you know, I was talking on uh, my social media the other day, you know, um, Chad Pranther, I was, was going to see if I could find it to read it to you because I was like, that's actually a genius. He said, your child isn't transgender. Your child is impressionable and you are an abuser. So people go, oh, that, that's pretty hard. That's the truth, right? And so what he's saying is stop denying biological reality. And that's what we're doing. That's what the military's doing. That's what our, our, our woke organizations are doing. That's what Disney and the Bisco and Nike and all these other woke corporations are doing. But the net result is that they're hurting children. And the net result of us denying basic biology, I mean, I can work out as much as I want to. But if you work out as much as you want to, and I work out as much as I want to, and you and I have to go toe-to-toe in some sort of a, a physical struggle, you're going to win. <laughs> Ryan's like, well, I don't like to brag, but it's true, right? It's true. And it's not, and you're not insulting me as a woman by, by noting, rightly noting that you are inherently stronger than I am. You have a bigger bone structure than I do. You have a greater muscle mass than I do. You will always beat me in any kind of a physical struggle. That's the way God created men. And it's not wrong to uh, acknowledge it. And as the military moves away from that, it seems to me, and this is where I just really want your opinion, it seems to me like we're actually putting people in danger. I think, I think we are. It, it, at, the, at the bottom level, that's what's actually happening. Um, I think, just like you said, if you train as hard as you want to, can you, can you compete at my level? Yes, I think you can. 
Um, my mom used to always, bless her soul, used to give this comparison to me. She goes, the house is on fire. Who do I want to break down the door and rescue me? Right? Inherently in your brain, the bias is you want to see the 280-pound burly fireman kick in the door and not a 120-pound female to come and break. Right. Who's going to carry you out of the fire. Right. And you yourself are 300 pounds. Right. Right. So you, 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 you give up something, right? Yeah. Now, are they both physically capable of doing the saving? They probably are. However, your brain is saying one thing or another, right? And that, what our country is now spending effortlessly time and time and money is investing in breaking down that bias. Yeah, right. Which I don't think is possible by nature, or by God. Right, yeah, it's right. Because we're, we're having to deny uh, absolute universal truth Correct. in order to adopt this insane policy and these insane ideas. 100%. Yeah. Uh, interesting, you know, I just think in the, what we're talking about here with women in the military, again, is what we were talking about yesterday, is that in the name of progress, because that's what they keep saying, like, it's progress, it's progress. This is how empires fall. When you stop acknowledging basic truth, when we can't agree that there are certain laws that govern the universe, there are universal laws, right? Gravity is one of them. So if I said, you know, I don't believe in gravity, Ryan, you dummy, you, you, you backwards brother-in-law, you, you know, you believe in gravity, but I'm, I've, I've evolved. I don't believe in gravity. Gravity doesn't care if I believe it or not. If I decide to go out to the stage and walk off the stage, who's going to win? my woke ideas or the law of nature that is gravity. And that's where we are right now. And so I think in the name of progress, we're losing sight of the original purposes of these institutions, right? I mean, we're losing sight of the the policies and the procedures that we're attempting to advance. And as we lose sight of them, we're actually putting our men and women in uniform at risk. And we are putting the men at risk also. Because now we're asking them, here, we're going to put this person right alongside you who is not your equal, you know, uh, and that's the truth. And people are, well, that's not true. Anything men can do, women can. No, no. Maybe one in a, maybe one in a million women are like that, right? And I don't know how much testosterone she has to take to, to do what you're doing, Ryan, but I don't even want to think about it. But this is nonsense. And this is what uh, is being debated right now in our country that would not increase adding women to the draft and making them register for selective service is not going to increase the readiness of our military. Is it? I think you, you, you brought this up earlier is our, our steerage away from a meritocracy. Mm-hmm. It's based on merit. It's based on merit. Hey, how well have you done? You've been assessed by both your peers and your superiors, and this is how you move up. Right. So as we get away from that and we start to get, uh, you know, woke ideals and, and inclusion plans that promote based off of other goals beyond just how well you performed your duty, right, in order to achieve results or objectives that are outside the goals of the strategic, strategic plan of securing and defending our country, mm-hmm. we lose out on great leaders. Yeah, or potential greatly. Yeah. Because they're overlooked because 
we needed another one of these widgets or one of those widgets. Right. It's Katanji Brown Jackson. It it's how we got, which I'm not, you know, against having a woman, a black woman justice. I mean, wonderful. But she didn't have them. She, her positions didn't merit the, her, her that's right. Crazy. So we, when we start to steer away from that, we lose a lot of things that I think um, a lot of people of my generation in the military are seeing right now because we were the last of the dinosaurs, if you will, because when we started in the military, and this is like late 90s, where we were a war-fighting focused, war on terrorism military where we were doing everything we could in order to find, fix, and destroy the enemy. Yeah. We are now finding and fixing and destroying ourselves from the inside yep. and to convert the military into something it's not. Yep. And that, that includes the women and trying to draft them into an equation that's not necessarily built around a mixed gender military. And there are reasons for that. There's reasons. There are reasons for that. And so I think for us to move away from that is ridiculous. Uh, this gentleman, and I'll link back to this article also I found on the, the National Review, again, from a year ago. So this, these are articles that came out a year ago, and these people are looking at uh, where we're headed. He said, did any of the people in Congress advancing or considering the idea of drafting women into the military stop and ask themselves, what is the purpose of the draft? Of course not. If they had, they would have quickly realized that this change in policy would hamper our ability to institute a draft in a time of national crisis. However, for the proponents, this is beside the point. Progress for them is simply any blow they can strike against the values and traditions of our country in the name of social justice. Consequences be damned. Why any Republican would go along with this is a mystery. Do they realize they're getting played? And that that's really what's happening right now. We're going to take a quick break, a quick break and, uh, and when we come back, I'm going to ask you an important question, and that is, uh, where do we go from here? We'll be right back. So, Ryan, as you look at where the military was when you watched Top Gun mm -hmm. at the age of 14 and were like, dude, I'm going to the Air Force. I'm going to be the next Tom Cruise, right? I'm going to get the pretty girl. Well, you did get the pretty girl. I did. To be fair. Yeah, you did. I got the younger sister. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Haley is a treasure. Uh, but we look at where it was, at, you know, all those years ago when you were 14 to where it is now. And we're in trouble. I mean, we're in trouble big. Uh, it's part of the reason why uh, I decided along with you were one of the first people I called when I said, I'm thinking about running for Congress. Yeah. And we were talking about where the country is going and what's going to be left for our children. Mm -hmm. And the reality is not much because we're we're breaking down our country by breaking down our institutions mm -hmm. from the inside out. Yep. And so... Where do we go from here? I mean, as you're you're looking around, obviously, you know, I'm doing what I can, which is just throwing my name out there and trying to run for a leadership position because we got to change leadership in this country or we're never going to turn it around. But when you look at your boys and you think, and your daughter, and you think about where we're headed, what can we do to sort of engage and begin to turn the ship around? Yeah. I think it's one of your hot topics, which is education, um, where we have lost our tradition, our history. All of these things are being eroded from the inside, as you suggest. 
um, when we forget those and we put them in the rearview mirror and we start redesigning history based off of CRT or pick whatever alphabet program the schools are trying to indoctrinate our kids with, right. um, is that we have to go back to those fundamental histories and understand where we came from and why we're here today um, because that's where we see how our country became great and once again, to hate to coin a phrase, be great again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is if we need to revert back to whatever we lost between 2010 and 2020. And I think COVID and our whole go home thing yep. continued just to erode 100%. weight yep. from each other and became more individualistic. But I think going back to traditions is where we need to go. Yeah. Um, the infantry and army used to be referred to as the queen of battle. Okay. Not the drag queen of battle? No, not the drag queen of battle. <laughs> Could we say that anymore? I don't know. Yeah. Right? Just like, I, you know, I hear that uh, the Army's going away from calling people by their rank structure. Haven't been able to confirm that. But why would we break down the chain of command? Why would we get away from traditions? We tear down statues of great leaders. And maybe they didn't have all the correct policies that align with what we're doing today. But it's important to remember both the good and the bad of our Yes, right? right. Vietnam, Korea, World War II, should we have dropped the bomb? I mean, these are all questions we should continue to answer and analyze over and over again to make sure we're better for the future, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Iraq, Afghanistan, was it a win, lose, or a draw? Does Mm -hmm. anyone know? Mm -hmm. What did we earn? Mm -hmm. What did we learn from the impact? Yeah, Are we better for it? Are we better for it? Is the country safer? Is Afghanistan in better shape? I don't know. Right. The Taliban's in charge now. We didn't, we pulled out all of our assets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent three years in Iraq. ISIS ran it over and destroyed everything I worked for. Yeah. You know, was it worth it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But if we need to re-go back to those traditions, Mm -hmm. our history, continue to analyze that and learn from it, but it doesn't mean we need to change or rip it down, or rewrite it, or do any of those things that it... Yeah, because what's the purpose of rewriting? Then you're just lying. Then we're just lying. Yeah. I, I realize that our founding fathers, some of them were slave owners. Do I agree with slavery? No, of course I don't. Yeah. However, it doesn't take away from the good that they did for our country. Right. And I think we forget to balance or weigh out those things Yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. You said something uh, yesterday that I thought, was really profound in talking about, you know, the military being rule followers and, and, and Republicans are this way. You'd sort of made this correlation. Uh, Republicans tend to be conservatives, tend to be rule followers. We tend to want to just sort of stay in the, you know, stay in the line. We don't want to color outside the lines. Yep. The progressives are like, how many lines can I color outside of today? Right. They don't necessarily want to follow the rules. They believe rules were there to be broken. We, as I mean, conservatives, what the, the very name conservative, we want to conserve. Yes. What is good about this country? Yes, maintain order. We want uh, we we embrace their tradition, and that's not to say that you're not willing. We're not you know not willing to change, but I thought you said something that was really good. You know, uh, people who follow the rules, and I I wrote this down that you said it uh, won't push back, and we certainly saw this in COVID, right? In the lockdowns, I mean, you and I live in the same neck of the woods, and we watched with a fair degree of frustration and sadness. As our entire area locked down, the suicide rate skyrocketed. We still haven't recovered from it. And we watched people, rather than question 
the rules just kind of go right along with it. You know, well, whatever Father Fauci, the high priest of the Branch Covidian, says today, you know, that's what we're going to do. But the reality is we got to start asking hard questions. And we, we're going to have to start looking at what it means when the president says things, when the Congress says things. We have to start asking us uh, ourselves hard questions. I mean, all this stuff, uh, this diversity, equity, inclusion that's being pushed in our military is really coming down from the president of the United States and from a woke Congress, and they're injuring our country. They are. And so uh, in the last, you know, four minutes that we have, I guess I would just ask you, you know, when you when you think about, you know, our role as parents, because this is this is our time. It is. Like if, if we don't stand up right now, if we don't start pushing back against these 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 woke corporations and the woke organizations that we work for and we don't start talking and asking the hard questions like Matt Walsh asked such a have you watched what is a woman yet? Oh, oh my goodness, Ryan. You got to you you and Haley need to come to my house and we'll play it on the big. It's so good. You're going to be like, "Oh my word." He's asking what sounds to be a stupid question. You know, what is a woman? And nobody knows. Yeah. You know, why? Because we we don't we've moved away from truth. And we're so interested in coloring outside the lines and and conservatives and even Christians, but they don't push back against it. We got to start I mean, I think we got to start pushing back. What say you? I think we do. Um, either that we're going to become the nerfed or the yeeted generation, to use the vernacular of today's teens, right? We're, we're going to be forgotten. Yep. Um, instead of sitting back and, and following the rules, following the guidelines, I really believe we need to be the generation that is the catalyst, the impetus, the change agents. Yeah. Right? that are, are had enough. And maybe it's not necessarily we have to color outside the lines. I think we do it respectfully, mm-hmm. which is what I think you've tried to do with your run for Congress. And also bring up the points that everyone is, is doesn't want to talk about. Right. right. These are the touch points that everyone's like, I can't believe she said that. I can't believe. Well, someone's got to say it because, you know, a lot of us conservatives are thinking it. We're just afraid to step out and be that you know, dangerous change agent yep. that pushes back against yep. this woke me- methodology. Yeah. Yeah. And it really is. I mean, it, it, um, we are afraid. I mean, you just nailed it. We're afraid and, and rightfully so people that we know are losing their jobs over this stupidity. Uh, I was just, like I said, I was at the, the hospital the other day and I was talking to one of the physicians there and he told me that the, one of the last truly good emergency room physicians at this particular hospital here in Vancouver, Washington had just been fired because he was not willing to participate in and take an experimental shot. And this is a guy who's been an emergency room physician for over 30 years, tons of experience, totally knows what he's doing. And we're going to replace him with some woke ideologue who is just willing to be pushed around wherever the, wherever the, uh, the corporation says to go. That's dangerous for freedom. And uh, we're going to have to stop being afraid, you know, and we've talked about this a lot. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, do you remember what you said to me when I when I asked you about running for Congress? Do you remember? Because I do. The exact word. Not the exact word, but the, the general gist. You'll never forget if you don't step out now. And what can you tell your kids? Yeah. If you didn't put your neck out there and make a difference now for the, for the future. Yeah. That that sat on me. It weighed on me because I thought. You were right. You know, it's either we step out now or we're losing our country. Either we step out now or we're losing our institutions. You know, we're losing our medical communities. We're, we're losing our schools. We are. 
And I so appreciate your willingness to, to just, you know, engage in this conversation with me, particularly as it relates to the military. I know that you loved your service. I did. Uh, I bled green for yeah, a lot of years. Yep. A lot of years. I got a lot of really, uh, you know, great pictures of you, you know, coming home and, and meeting you guys out on the field and tremendous respect. Thank you for your service. It was an honor. And I encourage everyone, just as Heidi mentions every day in this podcast, it's time for you to get off the bench and get onto the battlefield. That is the most best analogy for what is happening in this world today. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan Choate, you are a treasure. I'm glad that you married my sister. That was one of the best decisions she ever made. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, sis. It was a pleasure. We'll do it again. Thanks. You guys, uh, this is an important conversation. I'm going to link back to several of the articles that I was talking about in the show today. I hope that you will begin to engage these conversations with your children, with your pastors. Uh, Ryan and I didn't get a chance to get into it today, but I think that's one of the main issues that we're facing in the country right now is the unwillingness, really, of the church to engage in these conversations. Uh, You cannot strip male and female away from the culture. You might as well strip gravity away. These are biological realities, and we are injuring ourselves and our children and our military and our institutions when we deny basic truth. And that's really where this conversation uh, started, and it's where it needs to end. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. I hope this was encouraging to you. And I will see you back here after the weekend here at the Intersection of Faith.